go okay welcome back to the natty scene we have myself and george back here for an episode catching up on the christmas periods the new year periods and just giving you guys an update on on where we're all at so um, i hope you guys are all good i hope you've had a fantastic uh, festive period and are excited for for 2020 we definitely are we've got lots of things planned between us both and George is obviously moving into a very different phase comparative to last year. I'm moving into a prep. So yeah, we've got lots of cool things to talk about and this podcast is going to be something cool to follow over the 2020 period. So Georgie boy, so we'll bring the, the listeners up to date. Obviously last time we spoke was when we were with Ben. So we've sort of had three or so weeks since we last chatted and actually we haven't actually had a, a check-in with each other for a couple of weeks as well. No, we so, haven't. um, so we haven't actually chatted like together at all really over the last, um, 14 or 15 days, which is a long while for us. So it was a it little bit weird. of an update. Um, so me, I'm trying to think what happened. So Christmas period was, was good. Enjoyed that. Um, luckily my, my Christmas day was a rest day for me. So I didn't actually have to go to the gym or find a gym, which was open, um, which is always a hassle. Yeah. So that was nice. Enjoyed taking a little bit of time off, just not obviously tracking food, just enjoying it. Um, and then obviously I weighed myself the next day and body weights dropped quite low, like the lowest it's been in a long while. Um, and I was, I was just thinking like, why, what, what's happened? And I think it was probably food volume. Um, sure. And then, of course, over just the Christmas period, training's been a little bit up and down with like the gyms closing at particular times, all that type of stuff. So I'm having to rush a little bit. I hate rushing, mate. I, mm. I hate rushing sessions. You know, when you just have to like speed things up and you want to go, you know, I hate, you know, I just want to go at my own pace. Um, the sessions have been okay. A little bit of stalling on, on some particular movements, um, but still feeling good, still feeling healthy. Um, and then obviously in the new year, what do I go up to the new year? Not much. Not much. Did I train? No, I didn't train on New Year's Day. That was a rest day again. New Year's Day. Lucky I was closed. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Body weight's slowly creeping back up now as I've just kind of almost force fed a little bit more um, instead of kind of sitting there and going, you know what, like I'm done for today. I've been creeping up a little bit more just so I can get ahead because I don't want my body weight dropping anymore. Um, no. I'm sick of that. Um, I had, had a few good sessions like today. First time touching the 40s on the um, high incline dumbbell shoulder press. Got four reps, but you got four. Oh man, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Four more than what I've ever done. So um, yeah. that, that was really good. Um, deadlift as well. I've been doing stupid stuff with deadlifting, like testing my one RMs before the end of the year, pulling 180. Then fuck it, I was like, I put 182.5 on there and see if I can lift that up. <laughs> stupid things like that, which I'm stop, I'm stopping. Um, and I got ill as well. Oh, I forgot. That was the main bit. Got ill for about five days, which really threw my appetite off. Like. Yeah, this was the first time last week was the first time where I was looking at my oats and thinking, I don't want to eat these anymore. Like it really put me on. And obviously I've been on prep all year and I've, my appetite has been raving. I've been so high. Um, and to experience that was quite a weird feeling, not having the appetite there. Yeah. Um, but now I'm recovered. I feel a lot better. Um, I was just getting those weird hot flushes, like flu symptoms sort of thing. And it was just, uh, just horrible. Like training session I had to take, my first ever like deload leg session where I just, I knew I weren't going to be pushing it, you know? Yeah. It was just, I I thought I'd be smart. And instead of trying to push things, I thought like, let's just get a, let's just focus on contractions and not worry about the loading. And that ended up being one of the best sessions I've had in terms of the feel good factor that I got in terms of, let's say the pump, my quads, my hamstrings, um, everything felt really good. And I was like, fuck it goes to show when you, reduce the loan a little bit and focus on contractions and that it, it really ends up quite a good session instead of chasing the lobby numbers. Um, so yeah, apart from being ill over the past couple of weeks and suffering, but trying to fight through it, um, I'm okay now, which is good. Um, and then new year, this so far, I've only had one session, which was today. Um, it was good. Good start to the year for sure. How did, how did you spend Christmas? Uh, I spent it with the family. Um, we have, we, we, we have a really small family luckily, so we don't have to, you know, have, a lot of families, they have Christmas Day with their own family. Then they'll go to the other part of the family and have it on Boxing Day or whatever. Yeah, Luckily, like it's, it's very small for me. So I just have my nan round um, and we just have dinner, spend some time together, watch some TV, uh, even though I don't even watch TV. I actually did work on Christmas Day, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, 
because sometimes I get like when I'm chilled out and I get a little bit bored. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Get a little bit bored, and I'm thinking, you know what? I could just get on with work and get ahead of the game instead of waking up next day and having to do like three or four check-ins. Um, so I did a little bit of work and just, yeah, just chilled really. Um, not, not we don't do crazy amounts on Christmas. Um, in all honesty, but yeah, it was, it was nice. It was really nice. Yeah, I'm sort of the same uh, on Christmas. I don't do a huge amount, but after Christmas, I do have a lot of extended family that I have to go and travel to see. So on the 27th, I was like driving for six hours, seven hours total. So I had to see like loads of people, loads of different people in one day. And I feel it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit different to when I was younger because when I was younger, we'd used to like go up, see our grandparents and stay with them for a couple of days and then see some other people and then stay with them for a day and you know sort of like spread the time but when I started growing up having jobs having work having more to do not being able to take so much time off like that all stopped and and now when I go and see people it's very very much rushed and like you know seeing one family member off to another off to another and it doesn't quite feel the same and one one of my sort of like new year's resolution kind of shit is is just like because a lot of my family now are about an hour and a half away um whereas when i was in brighton they were like three hours away so i i don't have any excuses not to see them a little bit more often so um it's just more of a case of like organizing when i can just pop in and say hi kind of thing um because i think you know life's too short mate and you've got to see these people as much as possible and you know spend some time around them because i always have a good time when i see them but it's just so short it's i think it's very difficult as well to switch off and like if i know that i'm going to see a mate or i'm going to see family members i'm thinking about the food i'm thinking about how am i going to fit my meals the gym yes, when am i going so to fit right. my session business how am i going to do my work all that yeah. type of stuff it's very difficult for me to just go hang on, you know, I'm just going to go and see my, my cousins or auntie or whatever it may be without thinking those type of things, um, yeah. which, is, which is annoying sometimes, but it's, it's what we do, you know, it is what we do. And it's very hard and difficult to switch off from that completely. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I think for us, we're like so used to doing stuff all the time and being busy. And, and I like, I find I, I, I go crazy when I don't do anything like over Christmas when my routine was messed up, I, I, I kind of lost it for a few days. Like I was like, just really all over the place. Just didn't really know what to do and lost, yeah. like, lo- lost, lost every element of what makes me want to get up in the morning and get going. Like what's, what makes me want to get up and going is like coaching and being busy, doing check-ins, training. And, you know, yeah. like with that being skewed and like people not checking in, I had a couple of days where like no one checked in because it was like Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And, just people didn't have the time to check in. Mm. It was really weird. Like even just sitting and watching TV with Danny, I just felt odd. Mm. Felt odd. I was like, this is not what I like doing. Mm. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do that if I was like forced to do it. I'd rather, I'd rather do just like work and, 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 and do more things. And obviously like the chill out time in the evening when I chill out, like sort of nine, half nine, whatever, like I feel like I've earned that. But when I'm resting for a whole day, I don't feel like I've earned anything. And it's a real big sort of like mind fuck clusterfuck about whether you've done enough. But to be honest, I think for, for people listening, like you, we probably need some more of that and need to have that little bit more balance and understand that we can switch off because it is, it is pretty important. Like without, without that, you can burn out, you can start to, you know, have a lack of balance and like me, like not see your family enough and shit like that. And you know, so yeah, I think Christmas mm. always reminds me that I uh, really suck at switching off. <laughs> mm. I totally agree. Um, I, I was very much saying that I was just like, even I had to still go on my little walk in the morning on Christmas Day. Yeah, I didn't I bet. You know, lay in bed and just get up and open presents. I had to just get in my normal routine and get out, and sort of thing. Yeah, um, go for my Christmas walk with my pet. I couldn't not sit down and look at my Fitbit and I've only done like 800 steps. That would have sent me crazy. Um, so I still managed to get in my steps on that particular day. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's diff- It's just, yeah, I think it's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's, uh, it does. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one to say, um, but switching off. Yes. Yeah, you know what it's like? I can't do that. I don't think any of us can do it to be no. fair. 
Um, but I was training being and stuff like that. Yeah, really good actually. Yeah. Really, really good. So I, 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 similar to you, I got, I got sick. Um, I got sick just before you, I think. Mm. So, so Dan, Danny got sick, and then I, I caught it off her like, a couple of days after. And I swear to God, it was not because I was going to get sick. It was because she got sick. And as soon as, as soon as you think like, oh, someone else in the ha- house is sick, you're like, well, I'm just going to get sick. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy what your mind can do. So like when I told myself I was gonna get I was gonna get the cold, I got the cold, um, and uh, and luckily enough, like I have a secret potion of of weapons to to mitigate mitigate the cold as as soon as possible. So yeah. I it only lasted like I, when I got it, I was like, "Fuck me, I'm gonna be out for like five six days here." I was like, I, "I'm gonna be like down and out, like bed bound," because it felt awful and like energy was low. I was having hot sweats in the night. I was waking up covered in sweat. I was like, this yeah. is just not, this is heading south, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so my secret concoction was I headed to Holland and Barra and I got Echinacea, which is like um, a herbal drop, herbal drops, which you can put in like anything, like fluid or anything like that. You can have this year round. It's not like you can just have it when you've got a cold. Mm-hmm. And there has actually been studies on Echinacea showing that it can help mitigate or prevent colds. So I was slamming that like, you know, in most of my fluid, um, in between that, I, 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 I got this, I think, and I think I got this like two or three years ago from reading a, a Lyle McDonald's, um, blog post. And it was on like, you know, prevention of colds for athletes. And yeah. his recommendations was have 500 milligrams of vitamin C four to five times per day. Um, so pretty high dose of vitamin C spread across the day and combine that with three to five grams of glutamine. Now it's a really interesting supplement because a lot of people say it does nothing, but then a lot of people do take it. Like I've noticed a lot of high, like high level bodybuilders take it for like their, they believe it helps the gut, like gut yeah. bacteria. Um, which maybe it does, but uh, so I did that as well. And then also Sambucol, which is like zinc, uh, more vitamin C and uh, black elderberry. Um, and all of those three together, like within two days, I was like 50% better. Within three days, it was completely gone. Wow. Um, it was. Some yeah. I wish I should have done then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you that protocol next time. I thought you said Sambuca to begin with. I was thinking, yeah. yeah, get a boozy. <laughs> that, that, that would have got rid of it as well. <laughs> but um, I've heard people do a lot more crazy shit than that as well. Like, I've heard people downing whole bottles of sambucol and also um having like there's been i think there's been a lot of research into zinc and garlic um and having like a lot of high dose zinc and garlic like you don't obviously have to eat a garlic clove (laughs) but you could have like you know the the garlic in uh, capsule form but um it is interesting like what you said on um uh on instagram about not getting sick during prep and then getting sick afterwards i'm the exact same i just uh, didn't get sick at all once i was prepping yeah it's um, just crazy how unhealthy you are but you're still healthy and then when you are healthy you start getting ill like i didn't get ill once i was the healthiest i've ever been on prep despite being the unhealthiest i've ever been you know what i think it's the routine mm. um i think it's the meticulous bedtimes i think it's the meticulous fruit and vegetable intake like crazy high veg, like veg is so high. Like to, to cut the difference between like my veg was like crazy. I, I watched one of my, cause Danny showed me how you could go through like your archive on stories. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck knows how Instagram stores all of these things, but I could go back all the way to like 2017. Yeah, like, so- I lived the, I lived the day of my life in 2017 looking through this. I didn't even realize you could do this. Yeah. Um, and I was looking through like, because I after my show I started doing like low 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 carb rest days. I don't know why I used to do this like immediately after my show, but I did it for some reason. I think it was because Jack Thorman was doing it, so I wanted to try it. <laughs> and um, I just have like like no carbs up until my last meal, mm. and I was having like fucking stupid amounts of vegetables to cure that crazy satiety that that I had post show. Um, and like compare it to now, like I. I in all honesty, like total clarity, I have mm, like no veg, no veg with any of my meals because I just, 
I can't, I just can't eat the vegetables at the moment at all. I'm at the point where for the last two, three weeks, I just, I just can't add volume to my meals. I struggle to finish them as it is. And I'm fully aware myself as a coach as to that not being a good thing. Um, Because as a result, my digestion isn't as good. As a result, my skin health isn't as good. As a result, I'm probably going to get more sick more frequently. As a result, I feel more sluggish. All of these things, like my gut bacteria is probably not as good. So there's loads of reasons to get fruit and veg in. But I get, don't get me wrong, I still take precautions. So I have three servings of the Nutridyne fruits and greens every single day, which is fucking expensive. <laughs> to have three servings of that a day is not, not cheap. Um, yeah. But that is, no, that is by no means like a replacement for fruit and veg. Um, and if I think I said to you in the last podcast or something, um, but I definitely said it to someone quite recently, like if I wasn't prepping in a month, I'd be mini cutting right now. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be gaining anymore. Is this just non, non, it's non-productive for me to be, be shoveling in more food and my digestion getting worse. Um, and just basically just not being in a great position to grow. So the rest of this month is just, uh, more maintenance, which is yeah. kind of a bit boring on the, the growth side of things. Cause like I take post-workout photos and I'm like, okay, I look the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I look the same. Um, yeah. but one thing that is notable is that I definitely have seen a change in body composition, um, from when I first hit 190 to, to, to now. And I'm a big believer that that is, I think Jordan talked about this in one of his recent videos. Like that is, so I had, when I got to 190 first, I had like a lot of new muscle. And if I'd, if I, if I'd have dieted, like done a prep straight from there and hadn't held it or like hovered at 190 to 195, um, I'd have lost that muscle quite fast because it was very new. Whereas because I've been 190 to 195 for like four, four, four months, pretty much, I've really, I've really sort of um, hardened that, that new muscle and almost earned it and like kept it solidified, the muscle that I have. Yeah. Um, you could almost call it a marination of the muscle. Like yeah. I put it, I put the muscle in a slow cooker and I've mm. just kept it there for a bit like on a nice temperature. You know, yeah. like you like you know, like you boil in like a dish and you just sort of simmer it for a bit. It tastes like a little bit better because you cooked it a bit slower. That's kind of what I've done with the the new muscle mass. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping that that's that's really solidified sort of what I'm going to have going into prep. Mm. Um, but um, I'm very excited about it to be honest. And I think looking back at some of my old coaching sheets because I was getting my coaching sheets ready today because I had a bit of free time and. Um, I looked back at my, my first ever prep. I think you probably saw it in my story. And I, I started my first ever prep like fat as fuck, like really, really soft in 2014. And my weight was 169 pounds, like soft as a dog, like soft as fuck. So in pretty much like six years-ish, five, six years, I've added basically 20 pounds of 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 probably pure muscle mass yeah and that's with that's with prepping in three out of those six years Mm. so that's that is pretty 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 cool to look at as a natural i think it shows what what's possible because i think a lot of people think ah you know like they read the research and they think ah just gain like you know one or two pounds of muscle per year so if that's really true then i would have gained maybe five or six pounds of muscle like maybe upper end eight pounds, nine pounds of muscle. Yeah. But visually it looks more like the, the reality, which is, you know, 20 to 25 pounds of, of muscle built over yeah. six years. Um, but some assisted guys can get that in one fucking year. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, you, you can see that. Like I've sometimes came across like some old photos of yourself where he was like, you know, mid 170s. And you, you can kind of see the drastic difference in how you're looking now compared to them. For sure, I can see that difference. Like whether, it's, like, whether you've gained a crazy amount of muscle, it's, it's obviously difficult to say right now. Yeah, uh, it is until it all comes off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can notice the difference for sure. Like I remember when you used to push the 180 
um, and you wouldn't push it any further and you'd mm. even hold it there or pull back a little bit and get down to like say one mid what mid 160s on your mini cut but now you you know you're comfortably up 190 um and body composition's a, a lot better uh, and mm. i do agree with what you said about like sitting at a body weight for a period of time earning and confirming that right i've exhausted this body weight for as long as i can i've nailed every variable until you know variables start to not progress um then you can look at pushing up your body weight or increasing food or whatever um but the, the longer you stay at a body weight i think the better you start looking like i i know when i'm heavy in the morning like i sometimes wake up and go oh i feel heavy step on the scales i see i see it but if mm. i stay at that body weight for a period of time my body adapts to that and i'm not the sluggish looking fat mess um and it actually hardens up a little bit and you think hang on you know this is starting to look better than it was a few weeks ago yeah. and then you stay there for a period of time and like i said until variables start to not progress and then you think right that's the that's the opportunity for me to take the next step um, and it, it, it repeats, you go up to a new body weight, gets a little bit sluggish again, stay there for a period of time, gets better, uh, and you keep building and progressing like that. I think, I think that's a good way of doing things. Yeah, for sure. I think for you, like, where's your body weight at right now since we last spoke? I am 167 yeah. um, right now. So I, I bumped up. I, I did drop down over the Christmas to like 163. Mm. Um, which was which is quite low for me, um, considering we obviously implemented more food and, and stuff like that. But um, I've been making sure that I've, especially with days like Christmas and New Year's being a little bit off plan to a certain extent. I think sure. what my issue is, I if I have a meal off plan, I obviously will reduce my food throughout the day to compensate because I don't want to be drastically over my calories. Yeah, but I think I'm getting to a point now where. I need more food um, just to maintain my body weight. And what I'm doing is, is reducing my food too much to compensate for that meal off that, that meal off that I'm having isn't doing anything at all. Like yeah. my body weight is dropping from that because I'm compensating by reducing my food. Whereas what I'm doing now is actually eating a little bit more on those days where I will have that meal off plan um, and make sure that my body weight doesn't drop. Cause typically what I would do is if I, if I ate a meal off plan, Obviously, normally, the normal case of it is the volume isn't as high on those particular day food-wise, so my body weight would drop the next day. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of think psychologically, like I'm still in that prep sort of phase, like, oh, my body weight's dropped, that's okay. Um, yeah. I have a plan. But I don't, I'm, I'm trying to change my mindset now. I'm thinking, no, my body weight doesn't need to drop because I know as soon as my body weight drops, like over that time where I was 163, I felt that in a lot of my lifts. Like I was very much maintaining or you know regressing on some movements yeah and obviously since i've bumped up again things have started to pick up um, yeah. and that's what i really want to focus on instead of but i think that i think i'll learn that um the more i the, the deeper i get into this surplus of mm. course um but yeah it's just a little bit frustrating sometimes now where your body weight does drop after you've eaten a particular amount and it affects the performance the next day i don't know if that's in my head or typically why i think if my body weight's dropped that means my performance is going to be shit, but that doesn't always mean that isn't always the case. But I think if you set yourself up like that from the first like thing after stepping on the scales, then you know your session is going to be shit. Hence why, yeah. you know, I, I say I, I, I tell I try and preach this, but I'm very guilty of it myself. Don't let the scale weight dictate your day. You know, um, it's, it's much easier said than done. I can preach it all I want, and it's never going to be it's never going to be the same. It is. I, I think the thing is, man, like it's going to take you a while to detach yourself from all these habits you built up over prep, like the habits of looking at the scale and w wanting it to go down. Like I can, I, I can remember for a long, long time post show, I was, I was still almost like more happy when it went down as opposed to when it went up. And I felt that same feeling of worry and fear that I had during prep when it would go up during the off season. Mm. So if it went up, I'd be like, fuck, I'll look worse. Um, as opposed to seeing it as, okay, I'm going to be stronger today, you know, or, you know, this is, this is heading the right direction because you've got to remember like for the best part of like 10 months, your goal was, was fat loss and that was it. So when your mind's focused on like all or nothing on, on fat loss, all or nothing on one goal, to shift your mindset into the goal of, of gaining weight and gaining strength and gaining size and, and seeing the scale weight as a positive attribution to that is very, very difficult. 
Um, but that is why I'm an advocate of long off seasons because right now I could not give a flying fuck what that number is. I don't give a crap. I don't care about the number on the scale. I don't care what I have to eat. I don't care how many steps I do. I just care about getting in the gym and training. And that's all, all I care about. Like today, the only walk I went on was about an hour ago, just around the block. The rest of my day has been sat on my ass on my computer. And in prep, that would be, what the fuck am I doing? Like, or post-show, mate, that would be, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know me, I was up on the treadmill at 5, 6 a.m. I was probably sometimes worse than you in the post-show period. Like, I was stuck to that treadmill for, for months, mate. Um, that's why you should never get a fucking treadmill in your bedroom because <laughs> you'd be a nightmare with that, mate. You'll never yeah. get in the treadmill. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, like I think, I think that the thing is one, one of the things that's probably helped you a bit is, is having, is having a partner because, you know, it's encouraged you to sort of get into, into social situations and, and meals out. And yeah, some of them have been difficult and some of them you probably thought, ah, oh, you know, I'd rather sort of just stick to my plan kind of thing. But I think having that deep dive into, into something else is, is, is a positive thing because it took me fucking ages to be able to do that really did. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's helpful in some ways and, and negative in some others, I think for sure. Yeah. Like I said to you, I used to, especially post-show, I was doing the yo-yo i even told you before i started my office in or post-show phase i'll say i'm gonna do this yo-yo phase where i'm gonna do more output then i'm gonna you know reduce my food and then eat more food next day reduce my output do more cardio to compensate and then you get bored of it i just got bored of it and i was like you know what i just can't be bothered for this doing 30 minutes of stairmaster when i shouldn't be and then i just thought you know what let's just let's just drop the hammer and just gain and that's what I did and you just get bored I think for, well that's what I did anyway yeah. um, I couldn't imagine doing half the stuff that I do well what I did post-show now or on prep I couldn't imagine doing that and it's weird how your mind your mindset changes like, I remember being on that oh, I, I honestly I'm not talking because I always go on about this bloody stairmaster but I wish people would have seen of what I did on that stairmaster you'd have been you'd have told me slow down I was yeah, I would have. Definitely. Mate, I, I knew what speed you were doing because I started my mini cut when you were like raving about that level. And I was <laughs> I was trying to do that level as well. And there was no fucking way I was doing that level. It's stupid. You're sprinting on it every morning. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I would never, ever do that now. I do cardio still and I'm still quite fit for considering, you know, being 20, over 20 pounds above stage weight. Um, but no way would I be able to do what I used to do on prep. No way. <laughs> no, yeah. absolutely not. Should we take some listener questions? We're about half an hour in. Should we, should we, is there anything else you want to discuss or? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. Um, I think I've, I've got, I, I'm going to use my questions from, I was, I literally put a non-trained day Q and A out, Q and A out yesterday. Just didn't get around didn't do to it. doing yeah. any of them. Didn't get around to doing it. So I'm going to do it on this podcast because. Because you can actually look back on uh, on your store. You can look back at them, I think. Oh, can you? You're going to tell me another thing you can fucking do on Instagram that I don't know how to do. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know how to do that. No, I didn't have a clue, man. I haven't even loaded them. So when when I loaded them, it took me about like, it took a, like a good 20 minutes for them all to load. You can oh, actually it's... still like respond to um, questions, even though they're like... Uh, mine's expired now you know you can still actually respond to them on your stories like from two months ago or whatever which is pretty crazy mental yeah. all right let's get in some of these right we've got some good ones here so i wanted to take i wanted to take the this one first so tom merrill asks thanks for listening tom asks thoughts on hollingshead's move to redcon from train by jp i i say fair play to him okay. um i know Obviously, the main reason behind that is he's been chatting to Luke, and yeah, Luke's told him about how much he's on, and Luke's told him what the you know going over to America quite frequently. Um, I think, I mean, it's down to him, but I don't think it's the best choice for him. But mm. I can see why he's done it. Like he's never ever been really loyal to a brand. He's always no. you know caged. I don't even know what he was with. A list. A list. 
he, he goes through he goes through like one every single year so it was bound to happen um yeah. i just the jp side of things now is it's not falling apart because it definitely isn't but no. some of it like no disrespect to some of the other athletes but i don't even watch half the stuff on there anymore um i don't watch <sighs> i agree i'm not gonna name I'm, I'm not gonna name anyone but i i don't sit there and go oh i'm buzzing to watch him train or i'm buzzing to hit for him or she to tell me about a subject you know i don't sit there and go i'm gonna watch that whereas the only ones i really watch is probably james i watch most of his training stuff because he's a strong motherfucker and, and, and corin that's the only three people i watch i don't yeah. really watch anyone else cuba uh, yeah what well, yeah cuba sorry yeah, i watch cuba gonna say uh, i'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, 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 but yeah um what's your thoughts on it though so i i definitely agree with you um i was joking with the money thing as well i don't think it's purely money um i think james is a like uh, is obviously he's had a lot happen to him this year like um or last year should i say like I, he lost his mum um and i think what what that opened his eyes up to is like he's got to say yes to opportunities when they come i think he's got that sort of mindset of like life is short which is a, a good mindset to have for sure like it allows you to take up on opportunities and he's obviously seen this as a good one and i think the whole environment change he's had like when he's like been training more at muscle works and things like that and being around luke and he's just seen it as a more viable opportunity mm. but at the same time i think he built himself with trained by JP, and I think he is quite an integral block of of that brand, mm. um, and it is a real big shame to see see them part because you know I, I really enjoy the videos that they do on the site. Um, if you ask me, will I watch the Redcon content? Probably not, because mm. when I go to watch a pre workout video, I don't go on YouTube. Like I just go straight to trained by JP, you know um and i just watch one of those i watch whatever the latest one is or an old one like you like you and me you and me are probably some of the only people who flick back about fucking 40 pages to find one (laughs) yeah i go through like i think over 60 pages and some of the workouts are actually not broken down into like the push for legs with upper lower um setup some of them are just on the actual video clip so you have to actually go back to let's say page 72 yeah, to do, find yeah. that workout yeah. instead of typing or going on the push one where it could be on page three um so yeah i, I go for the old i think the old videos are the best videos in my opinion um yeah where jp sass that that was that was the yeah I like, I like those ones I, um I, I, even I the rip gym ones are pretty good like i think i think i was i was a member on the site from i think 2015 um, so I've been I've been watching those videos for a long, long time, either 2015 or 2016. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a little bit of a shame. But I really like James and supportive of wherever he goes, and you know, he, he's obviously doing extremely well for himself. And it's nice to see that Jordan, you know, put up a post today, sort of like you know, confirming that there isn't any beef or anything like that. And James put up a nice sort of like video as well, explaining things, which I think he did it very professionally and shows that if you do want to leave a brand and go somewhere else, you should do it like a professional. Cause at the end of the day, like there is a lot of money involved in these contracts. And I know Jordan did a, a hell of a lot for him in terms of, you know, allowing him to compete as an athlete, giving him exposure, clothing, supplementation, like, you know, so I don't think it's necessarily money. Cause I'm sure Jordan was covering like a lot of, a lot of James's expenses um, as an athlete, which is which is pretty cool, especially when you're you know you're traveling, competing at pro shows, and it's not cheap. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that you said about sort of the train by JP athletes and things like that, I don't I don't think Jordan will ever dilute. I don't think he'll ever dilute because I think the reason why there are some people on there that you don't necessarily or I don't necessarily like following is because he's trying to branch out to like everyone like is trying to get like more people in so like people who compete in different categories you know females males different training ages um and i think the the main thing that i see with the people on the site is that they're people that jordan of jordan has like formed a friendship with i think that's the thing that you know that's common across all the athletes is that he's built friendships with them and he knows them really well and can trust them 
and then yeah. they get on the site. Um, I fucking love watching Kevin's videos that he edits. Have you watched any of those? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the editing is fucking atrocious. I don't. I know it's from iMovie. Same thing. So, so just basic, isn't it? Hey, Kevin's gonna listen to this as well, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I lo- I love them. I still watch them. They're just the video. And it's but the thing is, they're gonna look bad because he's competing against fucking fit visuals and magic eye media. These mm. guys do it for a living. You know, they, they do it perfectly like magic eye media and, and fit vi- visuals are like so, so good. And Rebecca, of course, and Hannah's stuff. Um, they're fucking ridiculous at it. And then like, Kevin's just like dropping <laughs> clips into iMovie and putting the basic template on it and then putting some uh, Rob Bailey music in the background. <laughs> it's yeah. just so good. <laughs> so good. Please keep those yeah. coming. I want to see a Kevin video every day. <laughs> oh dear. Right, do you want to say one of yours? Um, can walk into much kill potential gains. Oh yeah, George knows that all too well. <laughs> yeah, so, you should yeah, know that. Can. Mark, yes, you should. Yeah, yes, it can. Yeah. It really can. Um, stop when you need to stop. More is not better. That's my final thought. Yeah, and also like, try and um in your day like try and do your steps around like sensible periods so um but like especially when you're in a diet phase if you're gonna do your steps on a leg day like try and get them done like let's say you train at like 2 or 3 p.m or something try and get up do them first thing so you have a lot of time to then rest your legs because yeah. like there's some idiots out there that will go out like do like five thousand steps come home eat their pre-workout meal and then go to the gym like what are you doing man like you just walked for like 40 minutes and then you just eat and go to the gym like your primary goal every single day when you're dieting down or even in off season is like the gym session that's it like not when you not like you know do your steps when it like fits in with your schedule you do your steps to fit in with the selfish act of retaining muscle like you know like i I, i've you know I've, i've 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 said to sort of you know Danny and stuff like when it when it comes down to prep and like walking Barney and stuff like I'll have to walk in when it when it fits in with like what I'm training and when I need to train and what steps I need to do like it's I know I'm being a a selfish dick sometimes but I'm gonna have to be a little bit more of a selfish dick in some instances to 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 get what I want and to get optimality because I I care only about optimality really when it comes down to like the, the, the fat loss phase of the prep because it's every every day is so important um uh but but yeah like with with steps you just gotta be um gotta gotta be gotta be relatively careful with with what you're doing ultimately if you like if you work in retail or something like that you can't help it sometimes you just gotta do the do but um if you like if you like me and george you can choose i i used to uh some some days i had a few days where i'd do ten thousand steps for my first meal and then i'd go into my first meal like you said and train legs stupid you crazy fucker stupid yeah and then um, i'll do a walk in the evening or whatever it may be yeah i wouldn't suggest that at all so that that brings me on nicely to another question from holly davidge who's one of our listeners yeah um one of our three listeners <laughs> so, thanks holly um, no, we Holly. She always posts <laughs> stories about. Yeah, she does. She does actually. So Holly, yeah. Yeah, we legend. Um, anything you learned from prepping clients in 2019 that you will take into your own prep? So there's some things that I learned last year that I actually take into my other clients' preps as well. That's one thing is like being on their ass for like everything they're doing, like not just setting a step goal and seeing the numbers fall in the tracker and just like taking it as gospel, like chasing down every single thing that they're doing and being a little bit more meticulous with like, okay, what do you do when you wake up? What's your schedule like throughout the the day? And like, instead of just getting a check in, just saying, you know, we're we're on track, good week, you know, well, that's not really what I say. We're on track, good week, see you later is what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Like My check-ins are a little bit more in depth than that. Um, we don't do minutes round here. We don't do two minutes round here. Two minute feedbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Check-ins right. done. Check-ins done. Yeah. Ten a.m. <laughs> um, so yeah, I um, I, I I will be a little bit more sort of like you know intrigued to know what what their day is looking like as a whole. Um, getting more feedback on that. 
as opposed to just setting targets and, and watching the numbers come in. Um, and then also like for my own prep, I think that the bias of, of doing less fatiguing cardio is definitely something I want to, I want to do. I think I've said this in another, uh, in a previous episode, but I'm um, yeah. just trying to prioritize things that don't impact my weight training. So, you know, doing more, 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 more steps, more low impact CV, more posing, more sexual activity um, than doing uh, doing hours on the stairs. <laughs> Definitely, I, I would agree on that. I think the beginning stages of a prep, you can get away with doing that type of stuff. Like when I started prepping, stairmaster was quite a, quite straightforward. But once you're in that position of yes, I'm shredded here, I need to hold what I can. Then doing the stairmaster and all this crazy output is is nah. I'd rather you know spend more time posing, like you mentioned. And focus on doing that instead of 30 minutes on the stair mark or running up the stair master like I usually would or whatever. Um, so you, I'd agree with that. Have you got any clients competing next year, George? I have two at the moment. Um, okay, cool. You'll probably get more yeah. coming in over January and February as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, Please, can you prep me for body power? Mm. I'm, only, uh, I'm only 60 pounds above stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so two at the moment. So yeah, we're going to see how that goes. Um, what categories do you know where they're going to compete at the moment? See, they're, they're still making their mind up. A lot of either a few juniors, a few te- well, a teen. Okay. Um, and obviously I've got a middleweight as well right now. Um, okay. But they're still kind of in that, you know, that in that situation whether to compete, whether not to compete. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I don't, like tell them you need to i I definitely don't i I let them like really sit down and think about it and weigh everything out before you get into that because uh, as i've said to them like it has to be extreme like if you're going to do this we're going to have to do it properly like there's no fucking up there's no you know what i had just a day off my plan or i didn't do this i didn't do that you can't afford to do that on a prep Mm. and i think it's quite difficult for someone that isn't aware of that that type of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That type of dedication. Um, it's, it's quite extreme. Uh, that that's how I would approach it. Um, so yeah, they're still in still in the the thoughts of what they're going to do. Um, so we'll see how that plans out. Um, sure. Cool. Yeah, you can almost tell pretty much straight away whether they're going to be ready or not. Mm, definitely. Mentally. Yeah. You got another one. Um, uh, uh, oh god see I have some I'm reading some how would you program a upper lower training split I've gone through that so many times as well so annoying when people ask me that I just say I just say I've got like a blog post on my site I wrote it in like 2015 and it pretty much details it how I say it now kind of <laughs> so it, it, just look on my site there's a blog post there but at the same time, like, it's not that hard. Like, just think, okay, let's do a horizontal press, a vertical press, a horizontal pull, a vertical pull, uh, some accessories, some arms, you're done. Like, it's not yeah. that difficult to program an upper-lower split. Um, I'd recommend always doing, like, upper-lower-off, upper-lower-off, or even upper off, lower off, like just one one day on, one day off, or two days on, one day off. Um, just see how you can recover. But yeah, um, it's not, oh, not that difficult. And and as you said, I would always keep presses first in yeah. an upper yeah. split because yeah, I was. the thoughts of of me doing a press like fourth or fifth exercise in, you know, I'm just gonna be so weak. Yeah, so weak. Stability is gonna be a nightmare. So I, I would definitely do that stuff first, and then move on to let's say back or whatever it may potentially be so yeah. i think the other issue is when you do a back or a row movement like you massively fatigue your, your scapula and then you can't retract your scapula at all because it's fucked and you got like it's really weird i don't know if you've ever tried it but like it's really tr- weird trying to do like a heavy heavy press compound it's okay doing a fly or something but it's really weird trying to do a heavy pressing compound after doing like a big big row um it's quite difficult. Sometimes it works, yeah. but sometimes it, it really doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Um, so this is quite an informative question. Um, Morgan new Peters asks when I come, 
I tense my quads hard. Could this fuck up my recovery? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. You don't. <laughs> I can't say that's happened to me. No. Uh, have you ever, have you ever cramped? Like cramped? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I have. What, I during, have during, I... during, during ejaculation. Yeah. Mm. Not during ejaculation, but I have cramped whilst doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah of course. And you kind of just got to maneuver and kind of shake it off. Mm, maneuver, yeah. yeah, where you can kind of like just stretch out a little bit, and or tell her, look, you get on top now, you do some work, and you sit there and just try and fucking stretch out wall. <laughs> she, she's looking behind you, like, and she's thinking, you're right, mate. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> um, but I can't say I've ever experienced that whilst ejaculating. No, <laughs> mm. no. I mean, I, the only advice I can really give is just like try not to tense your quads when you when you come. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about how he's doing that as well. Like, that's... not gonna lie, mate. I weren't expecting you to come out with that question when you said, this <laughs> oh, said "Oh God, better roll up my sleeves here." Get, I have to actually listen to this one quite in detail. And then you came up with that. <laughs> you were getting PubMed out, trying try and research yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, with George. I'd be I'd be careful. You know, you you might you might exceed your 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 MRV if you essential quads during. I'd say I've tensed my quads, but I've tensed my glutes. I've done that. Yeah, the glutes. Yeah. Um, but not my quads. Definitely not. No, not the quads. Uh, no. My question is from Joe. Still sore by next session. How do I go about adjusting volume slash loading? Uh, I mean, again, it's a relatively simple question because if you're not recovering by the next session, you just need to do a little bit less. But there's so many rabbit holes you could go down with that question. It's like could you keep volume the same and improve recovery? So could you sleep better? Could you time your food better? Could you eat a slightly more? Could you, are you in a deficit? Could you, you know, keep stress levels lower? Um, so many ways to, fucking hell. So many ways, so many ways to improve recovery. Um, it's not necessarily the volume that's maybe too much. It's your recovery too shit. Um, a lot of my clients like, so I've set up like quite a few people for January and for some reason I seem to be attracting people that are going through monumental life stresses. <laughs> so I, I, I've then programmed their split to be in accordance with their life stresses. So life stress is high. You're not going to be able to recover as well. So their split is like four days a week or something like, two on one off one on one off kind of thing like you know legs rest either side of legs um just to allow themselves to like really enter the gym and be, be able to be fresh be able to be recovered um and what it sounds like with, with this guy is you just you maybe need to drop more vo drop drop volume but if your sessions are already relatively low volume sessions then ask yourself could you increase rest frequency um and that's something that i'm doing for the rest of rest of january i've tweaked my split, split a little bit because after talking to, to Cuba a little bit more, like I've realized I just can't get away with my training frequency right now with, with the strength level. Um, when I've got now up to obviously like the five plate pulls, the 50 kilo high incline presses. So I'm using the 50 kilo dumbbells for pretty much all of my presses. Um, you know, and that's the strongest my press has ever been. I'm hacking eight plates all of these things they add up systemically so I, I can't i definitely can't do three on one off anymore i just trashed all the time i can just about get away with three on one off two on one off which is what you're doing but i'm having to now for the rest of january look at doing um the uh the basically the push pull off legs off so resting either side of legs um just to allow myself to to drive up my strength that little bit more before then I go into prep. Um, and I actually think when I prep and everything becomes more efficient, like sleep quality goes up a little bit, digestion's better. So I'm putting less stress on my body through food. I'm doing a little bit more activity. I think actually I'll be able to, to revert backwards to my uh, three on one off, two on one off. Um, because I think I'll just be able to recover a little bit better. And I think stresses will be, probably a little bit lower by February as well. Cause stresses are a little higher right now. Um, just with, just with work and also with Barney, just getting used to having him in the house. Um, so yeah, 
that's what I would say. It's a long answer, but you know, just just try and suit it around what you're currently going through is the biggest key factor in uh, volume, fatigue management, etc. Mm. And I'd also take into to consideration um, new exercises. Like, is it a new program that you've started? Typically, when I have a client that starts a new program, the first week they are sore as fuck. I, I remind them, uh, you are going to be sore in the first week because you're not used to this type of setup, not not used to this particular exercise, the volume. Um, so it could be a case of just, unfortunately, it's a phase that you have to go through. But the more you do it, the better you're going to recover. Um, and you'll find in a couple of weeks time, potentially, you'll be you'll be fine or you'll be better at least. Um, so that's one thing I'll take into consideration um, other than, you know, recovery, food, all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, hope that answer your question, Joe. Got one from Dylan O'Donnell, 17. Uh, does George think he will be able to become an IFBB pro and in what category? Oh, um, I, it's really difficult to say. Um, I would love, I would absolutely love to be an IFBB pro, but whether it's achievable, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Class-wise, um, a lot of people, I don't know why people tell me like, Classic. I've had a few people tell me I'm not a classic bodybuilder. I look no, you're not a classic bodybuilder. I'm no. definitely not. I'm not built like a classic bodybuilder no. at all. You're not. The two twelve division, if I ever was down that that route, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't really answer that. I don't want to say yes because you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the way you earn your pro card nowadays um, in the IFBB. Like, I don't know whether like each weight category earns a pro card at some level um, because the difficulty for you obviously would be like, you know, let's say you're always like a, a in the lighter categories. If the overall winner only gets their pro card, you, you're always going to come up against bigger guys. Like you're never going to be like the size of Jamie Johal or something like <laughs> And even he had a struggle getting his pro card, you know, so it's going to be definitely a difficult task. And I think what they may be saying is that you go for classic because it's, you know, there's a weight cap and it's generally smaller guys. And there's no reason why you couldn't get your pro card as a classic bodyboarder and then go into the 212 with your pro cards. Like, you know, like Meg Cuba's other half has, you know, earned a pro card in bikini and she's now going for figures her first show. Yeah. Um, so there's no reason why I, I don't think there's any reason why you can can't switch categories. And the only only situation you can't is when you're like you qualify as like men's physique. I don't think you can do bodybuilding. Mm. I think you have to get a bodybuilding pro card, but I'm not I'm, I'm unsure on that one. Um, but yeah, I think work ethic wise and you know actual genetics, I think you have definitely got the potential. So like people don't realize that like you know you're young and like not like not all IFBB pros are like, you know, your age and not like it takes time. Like you could, you know, let's say you went down that assisted route in a couple of years time. Like by the time you're like late twenties, early thirties, like you'll be at your prime in a lot of ways and you'll have a shit ton of muscle if you dedicated those years to growing and maybe did like one, one competitive season. Um, I think people underestimate how much you'd grow in a relatively short period of time as well. But, mm, yeah. Definitely. Um, have I got any more questions? I've got some good ones. If you need one, we can do one or two more. I reckon. Best flavor CNS cream of rice. C CNS C S part of sports nutrition. C N C S N. I must admit, must admit, I'm not the best person to ask on that front. Yeah, I would say my personal favorite is milk chocolate. Oh, is it, um, it good? I'll probably get some of that. Then. It depends what protein you are using because if you're using, for example, like I am, chocolate cookies, a mm. little bit too much chocolate. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's still quite nice. If you like cinnamon cereal, if you like cinnamon, then I would suggest that. That's my second favourite. And then birthday like cake. That. Birthday cake is birthday cake is okay. It's not the best. Um, and then I'll probably go vanilla. Uh, vanilla don't really taste of anything, in, in my honest opinion. Yeah, uh, I find they all just taste the same. <laughs> yeah, probably with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Um, but milk chocolate is my favourite, definitely. Yeah, um, and I always do like the like you told me to make the sludge on top. Um, 
that's really nice. I like that. Bang. Blue frozen blueberries, bit of salt on there. Lovely. I miss that. I miss that. I miss yeah. that tasting fucking good. Like, I used to look really look forward to like my baby rice and my blueberries and sludge. Now I'd fuck that. I know and over the Christmas period I put one little of my, uh, my advent calendar, just one little chocolate in there. Oh, save it to the lot. I'd work all the way around it, get to the end. Oh, dude. Dip and dive. Oh dear. Good, good, good. Um right, let's take one more. Take one more and then we'll uh and then we'll close up shop for tonight. Yeah. Cool. So do 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 do. All right then. Um let's just take let's just take the easy one. Um what what are your what are your goals for, for 2020, George? What 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 are your goals? Just become a better person, bigger, better person, expand my business, my knowledge, my physique, um, and just almost in, enjoy it. Like, don't get me wrong, I did enjoy my prep, but I want to enjoy life a little bit more. So I do want to go on holiday. I do want to do spontaneous trips a little bit more because that's what I like doing. And I don't, I didn't have the opportunity to do so last year or yeah, last year. Sure. Um, so I want to do that. And I also just want to, be healthy, be happy, and try and live a stressful, peaceful, happy life. A stressful um, life. <laughs> what did I say? Peaceful. Stressful. You, said, you said you said try and live a stressful, peaceful life. <laughs> it's, I, things don't change me, does it? Fuck no, you. Man. But I know we. You, at least yeah, a lot of people what get mean. what I mean. Yeah. That's the thing. So I could fuck <laughs> up, and a lot of people get what I mean. Um, be stress free. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, yeah, and, uh, <coughs> try and hit some all-time PBs in the gym. Mm. PBs for this year that I want to aim for. Um, I want to hit them. So, for example, my three main compounds: squatting. I'd like to do 180. Yeah. Um, barbell bench press. I'd like to do 120. Uh, and what was it about? And deadlift like for 200. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. doable. Yeah, if I'm pulling one eight, if I can pull out 180, then I could do 200 in not a few months, but the end of the year, hopefully. I think you'd be able to pull 220 for a one for one rep by the end of the year. Yeah, hopefully. I think you'd be able to add 40 kilos to your deadlift. I don't see why not. Yeah, sure. Um, how about you? So I think number one is just health and happiness as well. Like, so my, all, I'd like all my family to be healthy. I'd like myself to be healthy. Um, get through the year with, with good, good health. That'd be good. And outside of that is maintain my relationship and keep building on memories with Danny. Um, and, and then obviously, you know, obviously one of the big, biggest goals is, is get on stage. And uh, like I wrote in my tracker today, I just want to be the, the best bodybuilder in, in, in the world in my category. Like that's yeah. what I want to do. Um, and I wrote that when I was a, when I was a junior, I just put the best, the best junior in the world and scared the living shit out of me when I wrote it and scared the living shit out of me when I wrote it this time. But yeah. I've got to have a, I've got to have a, an inch of belief. I think if you have an inch of belief, that's a, the start in terms of getting to where you want to be. Um, and I still, I, you know, even some, even though some of the people that I look up to a lot are saying that I've got the potential to, to do well and got the potential to potentially get to where I want to be at least at some point whether it's next year or in two three years whatever even though even when people say that I still I still doubt myself and I still have you know the feeling like I'm not good enough kind of thing but we'll uh we'll see I just gotta I just gotta remain a nice balance of I think like humble but also a little bit cocky and a little bit like I'm gonna fucking win kind of thing yeah. I've got to have that little bit of fire in me if i'm just oh, i'll just try my best i'm not gonna fucking win i won't win if i have that attitude um and like when i'm surrounded in a gym with people prepping like you know cuba doing his first season as an ifbb pro and meg doing her first season as ifbb ifbb pro danny going for you know her her, her sort of pro card and things like that i can't mm. fault i can't fault but do do well I'm in the best environment I can possibly be to prep, that's for sure. So uh, I'm very, very, very excited. Can't wait to get stuck in. Definitely, I agree. I'm excited to follow it. Good, 
good. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to say something else then. I know you're good. good. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it here, guys. Thanks, as always, for, for tuning in. We hope that you have a very productive start to your year. And uh, we will be back next week with a guest. Who the guest will be? We don't know. We have not. You have to find out. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to find out when I organise it last minute. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, guys. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye.